This is the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by Everbank. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the week from Jags Radio, Jaguars.com, and Jaguars YouTube. The Jaguars visit the Titans in Week 18, a win, and the Jags are AFC South champions for the second straight year. A loss could mean the Jaguars are out of the playoffs altogether if the Steelers win Saturday against the Ravens. Playoff scenario talk with Kai Stevens, John Osher, and Brian Sexton this week on Jags AM. Let's talk a little bit about playoffs. So obviously the easiest route for this team is going to be win and in. They can lose and then there's a little backdoor situation of, of they can back into the playoffs with some other things going their way. But then you're a lower seed. Obviously nobody wants that. And then the way this team's been playing, if they lose and then get in, I, I don't know what the success rate is really going to be there because you're also probably going to be taking on Baltimore or uh, Miami. Well, so you, you know right out of the gate, you, you will know, I should say. Yeah on Saturday night because in order for the Jaguars to lose on Sunday and still make the playoffs, they need the Ravens to beat the Steelers on Saturday. And they've already said in Baltimore that Lamar Jackson's not going to play, which means there will be a number of guys who are probably beat up and banged up on both sides of the ball that won't play either. And the Steelers are going to come hard charging. It's a rivalry game anyway. I don't see the Ravens beating the Steelers on Saturday night, which will just further, hopefully, John, you know, get the team focused on what they better do on Sunday. Yeah, it, look, this is win or in, and realistically, it takes a miracle to get in if you don't. So mm-hmm. if they don't win, they don't deserve to be in. So uh, That's a true statement. there's also a scenario in there. If the Steelers lose, which could happen, they're inconsistent. It's not a guarantee that a resting Baltimore team couldn't win that game. Uh, then you need Denver to either lose or tie and, and to clear that up, that's because Denver can't make the playoffs, but they can get into a potential tie with Jacksonville and uh, Pittsburgh. And once you get into a three-way tie, then all of a sudden the head-to-head yep. that the Jaguars have over Pittsburgh is thrown out, and it comes down to that three-way deal. So it's it's complex. Trust me that that's what it is, even <laughs> if I didn't explain yeah, it yeah. right. But uh, the long and short is they're depending on Pittsburgh to lose. I mean, and that realistically is not something you can depend on going into this game. So it's a playoff game. Yeah, and that isn't the only one. You also need the Raiders to beat the Broncos. And you'd say, well, the Raiders that Antonio Pierce has had on the field at various Mm -hmm. times will clearly be. They've also been up and down. Yeah, up and down. So you need two things to happen, right? If it was just one, your percentage is higher. But two, your percentage drops. Look, they're a better team than the Titans. Mm -hmm. They should beat the Titans. Mm -hmm. Go do it and eliminate all of the consternation about it. And the good news is, is that at least on Saturday night, they'll know one way or the other if there's an opportunity for them. Jags AM, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday on Jaguars.com and Jags YouTube. The big story this week once again, the status of quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Head coach Doug Peterson discussed in his Friday morning press conference his final availability of the week. It's handling great. Um, you know, uh, as we said, it's, it's a day by day, you know. Um, today will be a big day for him tomorrow, so he's, uh, he's progressing good. When do you make the final decision on if he'll be available on Sunday? I mean, it could be all the way up to game time. So he'll be questionable, you would expect? I would expect him to be questionable, yeah. Is the importance of today and tomorrow just seeing how he feels and getting more work in practice? Yeah, um, not only the work, but just the the timing uh, of the throwing um, and just just getting through the game plan. You know, today, 
because uh, there's not a ton of reps, you know, on a Friday, and and we're kind of condensed everything, you know. So just seeing how he handles all that, you know, he's been plugged in and engaged all week, uh, you know, mentally, and so now it's just the physical part. Have you limited like how hard he's able to throw? Has he cut loose with any throws? In I haven't. I haven't limited him. He, he's worked a lot with our trainers um, on the side, so you know, today for me will be probably the first time to see him, you know, throw harder than what he did yesterday or the day before. Did you ever go through anything like that? Not, not, to, not to this extent. I've had, um, you know, uh, bruising and things like that in the shoulder, but it's it's not comfortable. You know, <laughs> um, it takes takes a while to heal, but you know, um, it's just just something he'll have to deal with and, and work through. The full press conference on Jaguars.com. The Jags' defense pitched a shutout last week. Bucky Brooks, John Osher, and I talked through that side of the ball on Huddle Up Wednesday afternoon. On the other side of the ball, the defense pretty close to full strength. You know, first time a little bit. The secondary the last few weeks has been kind of hit or miss, guys in and out. But uh, Cisco and Tyson Campbell are back at it, and that's good news. And the defensive line is healthy and playing well. And, hey, this is, this is the defense you started the year with. Yeah, and – um, the last four games, last four or five games, sporadic against the run, probably is, is a fair way to put it, had two games where the run got away from a little bit, uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore. But Baltimore, remember, that was a case of it got out of, the, out of hand at the end and they sort of started running downhill. Uh, I, I still feel like they're a pretty good team against the run. And healthy everything's sort of starting to shape up um it it, it's a defense that can be okay in the postseason if you get there i I think that's the huge advantage they have on sunday is against a titans offensive line that is not uh what it used to be to me the best case scenario for the jaguars would be for the defensive line to dominate its matchup which it should it it should be the edge that makes you feel like they're the better team on sunday if they do that and then they go into the postseason with two really good games back-to-back as a defensive line, uh, then, yeah, I'm with Bucky. The The formula is there if they get in. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't favor them against the Ravens. Uh, against anybody else here, sure, they can win. Yeah, no, um, look, man, I, I, th- I think that's the thing. I, I think they have an opportunity to win. Um against anybody when they have their full confident guys. We can say that they haven't played well. I think the best thing that might have happened was playing Carolina last week where they had to simplify everything. It was really, I would say, a very basic game plan. Just do what you got to do to win the game. If they're able to pull it off this week where they're able to take a basic game plan, go into Tennessee, win a game, continue to build confidence, play a game like played last week, uh, zero turnovers, only one penalty, that gives them a chance to win. And so that's exactly what you want to see. If you're Doug Peterson, you want to see the team trending up as you're going into the postseason. Yeah, Bucky, I'm not, I'm not usually one who thinks about it this way, but I've been known to think about things wrong. So that that um, that could be what this is. But I really look back on that Carolina game and feel like that gave the team sort of a chance to take a deep breath of, oh, that's right. If we do these things – that coach has been telling us we need to do, then things sort of calmed down a little bit. It, it felt so chaotic with Trevor trying to get back in the game, and then there were 
I guess a couple of games where it felt like he he was trying to do too much or he was hurt or just chaotic. Last week just kind of felt calm of, okay, if we just play football the way we know how to play football, we can win these. And I'm with you. I'm usually not one that thinks that one week plays into the next, but I think that Carolina game could really remind them of how it's okay to play. I'd be a little surprised if the game plan is not very similar no matter who plays quarterback. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think that's that's what you learn. You, you learn, hey, man, play fast. Don't don't complicate it. Don't make it uh, tougher than what it needs to be. Let's see if we can get this thing done with a very, very basic game plan. If they do that, I think there's a lot of success that can be had. At the end of the day, when we get into these, these games, and this is a playoff game, it is uh, don't mess it up. Don't turn it over. Don't have penalties. Don't have communication errors, which we didn't see much of in the last game. If they can get used to playing that style, there are a lot of games that can be won for the Jaguars. Huddle up with Bucky Brooks airs Wednesday at 4 on Jaguars.com and Jags YouTube. Jags fans, are you ready for some postseason football in Jacksonville? The Jags are a win away from being back in the playoffs this year, and you won't want to miss a single moment of the action at Everbank Stadium. Secure your playoff tickets now. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. In a moment, outside linebacker Josh Allen reflects on last week's win, plus safety Andrew Wingard explains how fans approach him in public. All that after this. Jaguars fans, Everbank is building its future on the partnership and the performance you know and trust. Take advantage of high-yield savings solutions with Money Market, online savings, CDs, and more. Visit everbank.com jaguars today. For your financial advantage. Everbank, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by Everbank. Tight end Evan Ingram went over 100 catches for the season last week, and he's 12 catches from tying the NFL single-season tight end reception record that was set by Zach Ertz of the Eagles back in 2018. Three times in his career, Ingram has had 11 catch games. It would take a career-high performance to get there this week. We caught up in the locker room for the Crown Royal water break and talked about this Jags team getting back on track last week and much more. You know, you lose four straight. Uh, you know, it's, it has to end at some point. So um, that's something we were working for. It was definitely a long four weeks, but um, went out there on Sunday with a, a fresh mind, a hungry mind. We knew what we had to do. Uh, and, you know, it's put us, you know, the win put us in position to close everything out this Sunday. Yeah, and that, now it's up against it. a must-win scenario this Sunday for the Jags. And how has the response been so far in the meetings in the locker room this week? I mean, it's championship week. Uh, you know, it can't, you know. Obviously, uh, that's a goal of ours uh, since the beginning of the year is winning the division. And honestly, if you said, if you told us that uh, it'd come down to the last week again, I mean, you know, where else would we want to be? So uh, we're pumped about it. We're excited. Um, like I said, the win, you know, this past Sunday was big for us. And, uh, you know, definitely looking forward to moving forward and going to win in, in, in Nashville and coming home with the division. I know you're a team guy, but you went over 100 receptions last week, second player ever in Jaguars history to do that. Jimmy Smith did it twice in his career. What does that mean to you, the history part of 
some of the stats you're starting to hit now? Uh, it means a lot. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm in this game to win. I um, definitely want to win championships and um, contribute to that. Also leave a legacy. Um, and uh, I think, you know, the numbers and the stats and the accolades, you know, that's part of it. Uh, and obviously, uh, I'm very, very excited to, you know, leave my mark on the game. Um, definitely as long as winning is, is along with it, too. So, uh, you know, we're, we've been doing that here. Obviously, you have our adversities, but um, just being a part of a winning culture, uh, you know, making the, you know, leaving a mark on the league and my team and um, history uh, definitely means a lot. I don't know where you were in 1998 or 1999. Probably a little guy, Nine right? Yeah. I was still running around catching balls. I, I, I was I was running around somewhere. He was only beginning. Um, that was the last time the Jaguars, the only time the Jaguars won back-to-back -back division titles. That would mean something, certainly for this franchise in this division to get that done in back-to-back -back years, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we we came here with a goal to obviously change things around here, and um, you know we're we're on our way. Uh, and Sunday's another big step in that, and. Uh, Definitely, uh, definitely got to get this one. This one means a lot for us, our, our team, and obviously this organization. The conversation soon on Jaguars social media. On the Ozone podcast this week, safety Andrew Wingard with senior writer John Osier. In a lot of ways, you've really come to symbolize this franchise and define this franchise. First of all, um, do you like that, and do you feel like that's true in any way? Um, you know, I'll take what I can get from from <laughs> where you know from where you know the team has been right um and if the team or the fans look to me for energy and for enthusiasm then i can absolutely give you that and um i do love that because i believe in positivity mm -hmm. i believe in all that stuff and i try to embody that and um obviously people have started to see that and um it feels good it does for sure when you're out and about, how often do you hear it was always the Jags? All the time, <laughs> especially because I can't hide the right. hair and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, but I, I remember talking with with our um, Dr. Franco, and he was talking about last year how that a, wor a word mm -hmm. or a sentence or a phrase became almost tangible mm -hmm. to where when that was said energy came from it right and to me that was the coolest thing how something that just came came to me and in the you know heat of the moment right. you say something and yet that becomes kind of a driving force into a a playoff run a turnaround if you will so that's probably the coolest thing to me but yeah i get it all the time so when you're at target and Publix and somebody comes up to you and says that i gotta think that that's a great feeling for like you remember it and you know, I mean, sometimes I get anybody in public eye doesn't love being approached, but I got to think that's a great thing. Yeah, for Never sure. Ends. And I'm definitely, you know, I'm the simple guy who just wants to be another human. You know, right. I'm not looking for any sort of recognition. I actually, and don't take this the wrong way, I prefer just to go out and not be recognized sure. and just be, you know, another, you know, another human being because that's what we all are at the end of the day. But it is cool, especially, you know, when I first showed up here, my first couple of years, I was like, geez, I don't even want to be seen in public. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. First pick in the draft two years in a row, stuff like that. But um, it, it is cool. And it's cool that the fans now have a team to root for that's produce, that can produce and can, you know, not just be terrible. That's the Ozone Podcast on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. 
Let's cap off the week with outside linebacker Josh Allen, who crashed the radio studio with Jeff Lagerman and me for Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Thursday afternoon. And the beauty of live radio is that you never know who's going to pop in the studio. Honestly, had no idea. Josh Allen is with us, Jags Pro Bowl outside linebacker. What up, what up? Congratulations and welcome. Thanks for coming in, man. Thank What's you, up? Thank you for having me on. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to pop by and say what's up to the guys. Well, what's well up, I'm, guys? I'm glad you did because, you know what? <laughs> congratulations on your second Pro Bowl. Well-deserved. Appreciate you. And uh, congratulations on the single-season sack record. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you. Um, look, I'm looking at my numbers now, okay? Well, you know, not to look ahead, but, you know, okay. Got about 12 more to go to take over t- Tony Brackens, okay, at some point. And I can't wait for that moment as well. But congratulations. Uh, great game, three sacks in a big, big game. You know, mm-hmm. big players step up in big moments, and you did. Mm-hmm. That's been – you know, I've been saying that a lot lately, you know, especially when I watch football, other teams play. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at key moments because I start to feel the flow of games. So I'm like, okay. I always say big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. So as soon as that key moment comes, and whoever makes that play, the guy made the play, I'm like, he's a big-time player. Mm-hmm. You know, they go to him or he finds a way, defensively, offensively. So, you know, that's been my mindset. And, you know, just play free. So, by the way, guess what? You got a bigger moment this week. <clears throat> hint, hint. Can't what? wait? Mm-mm. When I say that, I said, just challenge. I mean, the, the, you know, last week was a big, big time moment. Play. Oh, this is a huge game. Here's another this moment a, that's this even is, bigger. This is a so huge game. So, I'm putting the pressure on you. I'm ready. I've been mentally ready, you know, for this game after we played Sunday. You know, I watched the game Sunday, moved on quicker. Uh, and, you know, I'm excited about this week. This is a rivalry week, so the attention to detail is going to be huge. Uh, this is a team that's, you know, that they say that's not playing for nothing, but they're playing for a lot. Mm-hmm. Playing for a lot of, you know, two things. I came into this league, the first thing I said, we don't like Tennessee. And then I did a banquet at a Tim at – I went to a Tim Tebow gal, uh, gala. Mm-hmm. Eddie George was there. <laughs> and man, to tell you, he was talking so much crap to me, and I'm not even understanding. Like I understand we didn't like them, they didn't like us, but to that extent, so it's like for me, it's like this is the the, the energy has to be up. The energy is going to be up. It's going to be a physical, tough game uh, for both sides of the ball. You know, we're excited about it. They're excited. So, you know, the the the, the best talent and the more prepared team is going to win this game, and we've been preparing the right way. Josh Allen with us in studio, swinging by here in the Miller Electric Center. The beauty of this place is we're right here, and you can come up uh, upstairs. That's awesome. Uh, so, you know, in big games this year, Josh, haven't had the best of results mm-hmm. as a Jaguars team. Why is this time different? It, why is this team ready to take the step when their back's against the wall in a big game? I mean, we better be, first and foremost. You know, and that starts with individually how you approach this game. Um you know, last week, excuse me, last week was a was a huge game, not only for the offense, but for the defense as well. You know, we knew the challenges that we had against last week uh, with the offense side, Trevor being down, back of quarterback, going to get the running game going. So we made, we thought it wasn't going to be a high score game at first, but we just had to do our part. And that's what it comes down to, everybody doing their part, offensively, defensively, special teams. Doing your part individually and that, that – ultimately affects your positional group, which ultimately affects your side of the ball, and just having fun with it. So for us as a defense, if I can win my one-on-one and and do that consistently, we get off the field. 
if Roy had Roy had the same mentality, Foyer, Trey, uh, Smoot, you know, Ray, Tyson, D. Will, everybody had the same mentality. Uh, and if we can be able to continue to just have that confidence, play with that swag, and uh, keep going. Jaguars Happy Hour airs Monday and Thursday at 4 on our flagship station, 1010XL. Check out the official Jaguars Podcast Network. Subscribe on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. We love the feedback, of course, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. We have arrived at Week 18, and the Jaguars visit the Tennessee Titans. We're on the air on our flagship station in Jacksonville, 1010XL, Sunday at 10 o'clock with the Publix Tailgate Show. Then at noon, it's countdown to kickoff on the Jaguars radio network. The official kickoff time is set for 1.02 p.m. at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by Everbank.